You're listening to That Great Mank Pod, Greater Manchester's community podcast. Top one, Hi, and welcome to the second of our Carling sessions supported by the Carling Made Local Fund. We'll be showcasing some of the amazing creative talent across our Greater Manchester that would normally be entertaining you and your local, helping them build their audience back and hopefully persuading you to grab a ticket for when they're back performing live. In this episode, Damien and I had a great chat with singer, songwriter, musician and performer Jack Hyphen. Now, Jack wasn't born in Manchester, but luckily for us, like so many creatives, he's made it his home. Jack has used lockdown to experiment with his musical styles and influences and bloody hell, he's produced some belters, which he plays for us. An amazing voice and some great stories. Can't wait to see him perform live. Oh, and as the Carling Sessions are supported by the Carling Made Local Fund, just a reminder to always drink sensibly. The song I'm going to play now is one that didn't even exist at all, apart from one line in my phone. No melody, no guitar, anything, until these two weeks. Something positive out of COVID. Yeah, exactly. And this is probably one of my favourite songs from it. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll play it for you. I was going to try and do my loop pedal at the end and do a bit of a solo. So we'll see if that works. If it doesn't, we can we can cut it out in post, can't we? Yeah, don't, don't worry, mate. I'm just <laughs> Wicked. So yeah, this song is called Rarity and it came from just one line I had in my phone. Um, what was the one line? So the one line is the first line of the song. Right. Um, and it's, and it's, uh, yeah, I just, during you, but it's basically about when you meet someone and um, it could be anyone who doesn't have to be romantic, could be like friendship, or just someone in particular. And the situation you're in just feels really, really rare. And you feel like it might not happen again. Basically. Yeah, Damien was and like it, that when he met me <laughs> the first time. He just knew he didn't have to jam. He, he might get quite emotional during this chat. Yeah. Don't, don't let him he put might. you off. Is, it our, is this our song now, Paul? <laughs> this is our song, Oh, yeah. it can be. Oh, that would be amazing. I would love that. Right, okay. Um, well, let's, let's listen to it first. We're not making any commitment. <laughs> to <listen> to it. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of, it's birthed out of that line and the kind of the meaning is when you're in a situation that's rare and like amazing and or whatnot, but you kind of know that you might not be in that situation forever. And it's kind of realising that, that it might end. That. Let's, let's hope it's not about this. The podcast isn't ended after this. God. <laughs> Cheers, pal. Cheers. This is a rarity And you're at the center It's hard to believe That our ties will sever Not a means to an end But I can't pretend That I'll be In this Forever, I could really use some time to just figure it out today But my feelings convolute, I think it's best I keep them at bay Should we just be friends? Cause I can't pretend that I believe We'd be happy Together da 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 This is a rarity That's what makes it harder It means something to me Should I explain further? There's no need for that I don't mean to be brash But I feel I've already said 
But my feet is convoluted. I think it's best I keep them at bay. I'm not fighting enough. That's not new for me. 'Cause when the doubt kicks in, it's not long until I resign. Da da da. Da 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 da. Da da da, da 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 da, da da da, da da da. Uh, the that great Mank Pod, which is the podcast, Mank, uh, Great Manchester Community Podcast, as we call it. Uh, which we set up a little while ago with a little bit of funding from the National Lottery, was all about giving a voice to uh, community leaders, community activists, people doing good stuff out there in the community, charities, that sort of thing. Yeah. Because um, there's loads of people doing amazing stuff, but um, either they're, they're very shy about telling people what they do or they don't know how to tell people what they do. So that that's the the main reason for setting up that podcast, but mm. it's tying in with, with Mank Made. It's also about um, showcasing creatives as well across Greater Manchester. Yeah. That some of them that wouldn't necessarily get that, um, that kind of cover, when I say coverage, I mean, you know, we're not, we're not sky. By any stretch <laughs> of imagination. No, it's it's like not a bad thing. I can, uh, I can speak for myself and like other friends. I know that are trying to do music and whatnot. Um, anything is like is valuable because it's really hard to reach anyone new yeah because you kind of end up just uh for a long time just it's just your friends and family that are seeing your stuff because you can't it's really hard to break through sometimes that barrier of actually getting a new audience so it's Absol really valuable to us obviously absolutely mate it's 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 about building the audience and i was i was having this mm. discussion with sam uh earlier on that it's there are people out there who are in terms of talent not as talented as others, but they're shit up on social media yeah, yeah. And, and getting their message out there. And mm. as much as some people think it's, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not really want to do and I'm selling my soul and stuff like that. It's, it, it, the reality is you've really got to put yourself out yeah. there to, to get known and build that audience. And, and one of the mm. things for, for putting together the, the carling sessions and the, in terms of working with Carling, with Carling, we've been speaking to Carling for a while, as in the brewer, and and they're really active uh, in the communities uh, with their made local um, side charity arm. I don't, I don't know what it is, what they class it as. It's made um, local fund, right? So okay. yeah, so just again, you know, it's 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 great PR for them. They're actually doing some really really good stuff, um, but we're also aware that uh, a lot of certainly singers bands are learning their craft and building that audience out there in the pubs and clubs yeah. and bars. Yeah. But that's not been there for, uh, well, when I said, I mean, in reality for the last 12 months, really mm. in terms yeah. of consistently. Yeah. Um, and I'll, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's massively affecting their careers and, um, and what they're trying to do. So what we said was, well, we'd, we'd, create these sessions within that great Mank pod where we would um, speak to uh, the creatives, um, but also get them to do what they're really good at, which is, you know, play the music um, and then work with Carlin and our existing um, social network. Cause we've got about across all the different things that we do about 25, 30,000 followers now. And, and, you know, a lot of them are really engaged with what we do. Yeah. So it's it's trying to help fill that gap a little bit and and get your music out to to people who may may never have come across it for the fact that yeah. they don't go out to you know live music venues or whatever. So that that's the the ultimate aim of what we're trying to do. Yeah. But also have a okay. chat, um, you know about what your what what you know find out more about you, um, and and really what you've been doing. 
the last the last twelve months really. Yeah. Um, can can you can you give us a bit of can you tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. So uh, I I actually moved to Manchester just as I was turning eighteen. It's like a month before. Right. Um, I grew up in a place called Hereford, which is like on the border of Mid Wales. If anyone knows it, it gets yeah, commonly SAS mistaken. Country. For, yeah, you see, you know, a yeah. lot of people say Hartford. I'm like, no, that's a lot. That's a lot further away. <laughs> and I think for that reason, I get called Southern a lot. But I'm not. I'm from the Midlands, which is probably worse. I don't know because we just don't know who we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I moved here, and it was basically my mum was moving here um, to move in with her partner. And I just obviously left college and I started a band as well. So I said, like, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Yeah. You're ruining my life. I was 17. I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Anyway, I came round. We were originally going to move to Birmingham because that's where we were, I was born. I was well, like, you looked out there, mate. Yeah, Ali- <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually born there, so I've lived there. So I am a Brummie, so you know. Right. Yeah, no worries, say what you want. Um, I just got around to being like, okay, we'll go to Birmingham because at least we've got family there and it's only like an hour back to Hereford I can still do the band like a month before it was like no we're going to Manchester instead <clears throat> and yeah I was like for god's sake man obviously I didn't say that so <laughs> International Women's Day today as well wasn't it um, uh, but so I carried on this band that was in a base in Hereford so I got an accountancy pre- apprenticeship right and every Friday I'd get the train to Hereford to go and band practice and I come back on Sunday and I did that pretty much every single week for three years. Bloody hell. I didn't, so I didn't, I worked nine to five and then on the weekends we'd go to Hereford and I didn't do anything else. I didn't go on holiday from the age of 16 to the age of 20. All my annual leave was for gigs or just meeting up with a band to write and stuff. Um, and when I realised, yeah, like about the age of 20, I realised that was just way too much for me without, without any reward because equally we had no scene in Hereford really. Yeah. original music and we really struggled to know how to go further than Hereford um we tried a couple of these daft competitions that you can you can get involved in but they end up just charging you for en- entering you know anything that like desperate teenage bands do yeah um and just that on top of just I was realizing that I'd sacrificed my whole life and had no social life at all here it wasn't a great balance of life and I just sadly had to end that band and it was really difficult for me because it's the only musical project I've ever done Right, and I said to myself, I wouldn't do it again. Um, so, for a couple of years, I just did the odd open mic in Manchester. Really, I got into the scene, but like I was casual in terms of an artist. I was mm-hmm. still writing a little bit for fun because it's like the only thing I like. I'm really passionate about, but I did put it on the back burner. And, um, but then last summer, uh, I just decided to quit my job, and I'd been at my job for for seven years. And so November nineteen. 2019 I did an EP launch and I, I quit my job in the July so then in those few months I'd got an EP recorded and we hosted our own EP launch at Sacred Trinity Church in Salford yeah great um, so it was amazing and like I just vi- I visualized it and it was way better than what I visualized yeah. like for the first time in my life I was like really um sort of motivated and I'd learned a lot over the years with a previous band that I could then apply. So I'd never felt more equipped, even though t- even today I'm still learning loads. I felt way more equipped and I did that. So Manchester as like a place and like a music scene has been like, I think just the start of my sort of journey as a, as an artist, you know, yeah. even though I was in a band for like three years before that, we were just kind of, it was like 90% practice. And then, we just do the odd gig because that's all we could find. And most of the gigs in Hereford were just singing covers. So we'd sing yeah. like 36 covers and sometimes chuck in like four of our own songs. Right. And that was kind of the extent to what we could go to with the original music. Whereas here, I, there were just loads of ears just wanting to listen to, to new music, you know, and I thought, and that really, after like a few years of just, you know, doing a few open mics, but not really committing because I'd never wanted to do it again because I was so traumatised. I just right. realized one day at work, I was like, this, um, I need to, I need to get back at it. And I, I was at a point in my life where I wanted to change. So I thought, let's just quit my job. I'm lucky I've, I've managed to save some money. I'm going to go head on into doing music. So yeah, that was November, 2019. Yep. I did that. We're, you know, gaining momentum. Had a few good gig booked, just had a gig booked with this feeling. Yeah. Big promoter. Yeah, yeah. I just, so I was buzzing with that. And I just played night and day as well, which is one of the, uh, the venues I wanted to play at within that next year and it happened in January. 
Yeah, and that's then, iconic. And then, I mean, yeah, yeah, amazing. So yeah. I was so happy and we had great momentum. And then COVID came. So I feel like I barely even... I know, <laughs> I know everyone's been affected by it, but it was just like the timing it was. I've spent seven years in this, doing, being an accountant. And then I was like, right, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And then I get six months and then, yeah. Do, do you know what though, mate? For, for what it's worth, um, I think, you, you know, you can tell that you've got that work ethic. Mm. Because you're right, you're not. Uh, you are always learning. Me and him are very, very old. Um, and you know, <laughs> no, you've sure. got to have that. You've got to have that attitude that you are. And sorry, if I'm looking up, it's because I've got a monitor. I'm not. Uh, it's right. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely got a small screen there. But um, yeah, I love that kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've you've got to work hard. I mean, you've got to be very, very lucky to try, drop onto. Um, especially in your industry, industry, because um, I know quite a few of the record labels as well, yeah. um, and not many of them will take that gamble. Yeah, on something really, a little bit different. Thing, it doesn't seem like any of it's a gamble anymore. They kind of want someone that looks like they're going to do well anyway. Yeah, and then the, the label just gives them that extra push. Like the, I don't really think there's a label out there with a, like a lot of power that yeah. will just cherry pick someone just because they think that they've, you know, they've got a spark or something. They want to be like, oh, this band, I've already got, I don't know. They want it all set got, up. They, yeah, they've they got a thousand listeners in Manchester, which is like a thousand listeners in Manchester, like based on the Spotify or whatever, which isn't mm. loads, but I would be very happy with that. But they can be like, what, say if like half of those come, we can probably make a show. And they're really good on their socials. All we've got to do is tweak a few things and they'll be ready. So, yeah. And then so we'll sign them and we'll give them like a publishing deal or whatever. Yeah, and, it's, yeah so. it's ready made. It's ready but made. But, I mean, like, that, it's the beauty of, 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 of yeah. spending your time building that audience or building your audience. Mm-hmm. And, and again, the beauty of it is, and, and listening to your stuff is that um, I think, I mean, I don't know, but maybe I'm completely wrong, but I would think your audience is, is probably quite, quite mixed. Um, whereas mm-hmm. if you're relying on, and I know quite a few bands that have relied on 12, 13, 14 year old girls, let's say, yeah. Uh, and that's cyclical, you know, it's and the, yeah, and it just, it, you know, and, and it's great at the time because they're the ones who'll, you know, buy your merch and and stuff I mean, like yeah, that. Those, but, you yeah. know, then they get older and you're not cool anymore. So it's it's yeah. better to have that that wider appeal. You need to appeal to old old people like us <laughs> as well as, uh, and, and you do. I think you got a great voice. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so... How have you found, um, without going too too much into it, it's just to give people an idea, how have, yeah. have you dealt with, with lockdown? Um, are we talking like right from the first lockdown? Because it's I feel like if I put it all together as one big thing, because we didn't really get much of... No, I mean, we, again, you know, you're looking at your first, second and third. I think we all agree the first one was probably, it was a little bit different. And yeah. I don't think it was the worst thing in the world. Because no one knew where no. we were going. The second one, a little bit worse. The third one, oh Christ, you know what I mean? Mm. It's been horrible. Yeah. Well, um, I so I've got a couple of friends that were lucky enough to be working in America. Right. And we're quite close. They only recently left, like so they came to my gig in January. The one the last my last ever gig before COVID. Right. In the night and day. Then they then they went off to America. But then they had to come back because of COVID. <clears throat> and I live in I live in Salford with my brother, and they just text me say, "Oh, we're coming back. Do you want to live with us?" And I was like, "Surely this isn't possible." And then I did it. I just moved in with them. Yeah. Ended up being there for six months, and they're both creative in their own ways as well. So it really helped me to be in that environment. Yeah. Um. And genuinely, I'd learned so much about myself in that period, and like did some things that I'd never do before. Like, like made I made like a YouTube video where I like spoke to the camera, which is something that I'd never done before. Yeah, I'd only ever put up session stuff, and it kind of what you were talking about before about artists oh, wanting to like sell their soul and like do the whole social media thing. What I realised, I had a real like epiphany about it that you don't have to. You just have to find out what you can do that brings out who you actually are, and then you can make the content that's not the you play music that's about you, um, but it's true to you, and then it doesn't become feel like you're selling your soul because you're just letting people know who you are. And they can attach someone to that, to the music. And that's Strong. how you kind of aim people. Yeah. I had this realization. I was like, yeah, I don't have to go on and just do all these things everyone else is doing. And I can kind of figure out where I fit and 
just in basically if, if I'm enjoying doing the content, then that's like most of the work. Yeah. yeah but um, people talk about being authentic all the mm. time, but they try to be somebody else's authentic, whereas yeah. you're you're actually being authentic, you know what I mean? Yeah, well I'm trying I'm trying my best, cynical yeah. old bastard. I've seen it. I've seen it too many times, mate. That's true because people see a trend or something that works, and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's let's do that." And then yeah, they're trying hardest to to be authentic. It's just it's just really see through. Yeah, no, um, I see. It's it's always especially it's like when you speak to a lot of uh, a lot of actors and they say, "I want to be the new, I want to be the new," and you just say, mm. "Well, why don't you be the first you mm. rather than try and replicate somebody else that's out there?" Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's very hard to try and be original, and, I've, oh, and it yeah, takes definitely. it takes a lot of guts. I think it takes mm. a lot of guts to do that. Like I said, especially in your industry because it's so competitive. Well, me and you yeah. talk all the time about how many plastic manks there are. You know, with the same <laughs> Ian Brown haircut, the same Matt, the same. And he's like, "That's not Mancunian. You're you're <laughs> more Mancunian than they are, mate. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because <laughs> oh, you I'll get us." No, you get the scene and you fit in and you found your way in it and you appreciate it. It's attitude. <clears throat> yeah, it's all attitude. And you've, you've got that. I've got a record now of someone saying I'm a Mancunian, so I can take that. <laughs> no, we said before to Sam, because she's the same, isn't she? She's from, uh, I think she, well, Chester around there. Chester, but yeah. We can pull a few strings and just we'll send you the certificate in the post. You're officially oh, Mank made. I've, I've been trying my best, but no guy yet. <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, I, I say this all the time. I'm the, the most passionate Manx, if you want to call them, that, that I meet. A, a lot of them weren't born here. They've, mm. they've, they've come to Manchester through work, through love, through whatever, and they've made it the home. And, and, and where you are, Salford, mm. I've never known any people be as passionate about being from a place as people from so, but to the point where it's borderline. Well, I'll be careful what I say, but it, but but extremely kind of you know we're not Manchester, we're not Man- yeah. we're not Manchester itself. And you think, well, you know, it's separated by a couple of bridges mm. and whatever. We're not that different. I call them West Manchester. They really like that. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, West Manchester. <laughs> I definitely won't. I definitely won't be trying to say that. Yeah, a bit of I advice, Jack. Don't, don't ever say. West Manchester. Yeah, I won't say. Yeah, I'll try not to. I'll really try not to. Listen, yeah, I'd, you... I'd agree with you in terms of the, uh, like like I said, I didn't really want to move here. Nothing about the place. It's just I was a, I was only 17 and yeah. I thought I had everything sorted out and I had plans with this band. But it's the best thing I ever did was come yeah. to Manchester. Like, hands so it's, down. Thanks, mum. Thanks, mum. Yeah, I do. I thank her. And she still, you know what mum's like? She was like, oh. I still feel bad sometimes. I was like, no, this literally is the best thing that's ever happened. No, you've got to milk it. Just milk it yeah. near Christmas and near <laughs> your birthday. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, things are getting a little bit brighter. Um, you know, I, I think we're kind of, I'm sure, well, I'm sure, listen, being realistic and, and running the charity, you know, we're dealing with all sorts of people and we get all sorts of stuff fed back to us. Um, and there will be a few more bumps in the road, but, Mm. Um, we can't carry on like this no matter what happens. So, you know, the work you will be playing in where you should be playing, you should be out there. I mean, I've got a 19 year old son um, and he doesn't want to be stuck in with his two younger mm. brothers and his mum and dad. Uh, and when I was 19 and when Damien's 19, we wouldn't have been stuck in no mm. matter what, because, you know, I, I thank myself so lucky sometimes that he's not me because mm. uh, I would have been a right bastard. <laughs> Yeah, I do think around this time. I do think it's harsh when like students and, and young people are being scapegoated for any sort of like additional issues that we've had amongst this whole pandemic because it's easy for some people to forget they were like that age once and that yeah how much is being like taken away from them. And oh mate, I <clears throat> it's um none of the issues that we've got the 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 big issues in the country have been caused by people your age. You know, yeah. they've been caused by people our age uh, and older. And, and that's always been the same. The, you know, I mean, you can have your little blips, but generally the younger generation have been responsible for more positive change than than old farts like us. Uh, and that's the way it should be. Mm. And yeah. that's the way it should be, unless they're trying to change something that we're doing. 
<laughs> in which case they should mind their own business <laughs> yeah they'll never right, come can you because um, i'm dying to hear you play mate if i'm if i'm honest cool can, can you can you play something and yeah, if sure. uh, if there is a, a story to um to, to what you're playing is it'd be great to yeah, hear cool. it if there isn't there isn't but well um it's interesting i was saying before about kind of making that youtube video and then i've also started on tiktok that can be a whole other discussion yeah. but they're not allowed making, to go on tiktok making, making videos that are kind of just more than me playing music yeah. and like about um myself when it comes to that sort of thing like whenever i play gigs i just i'd never say what a song's about sometimes i wouldn't even give the name i just play it oh i like that i think it and nothing but i think it was also but that a part of that it, it wasn't i guess it, it wasn't me trying to be all like cool and like, yes it is, is just yeah it's been all mysterious <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my intention but it was more like i guess i didn't have the confidence to or it just wasn't the thing i did whereas yeah i think it is quite important because like the lyrics in my songs are probably one of the most important things for me yeah and i guess explaining them and or giving a little bit of backstory something that would be like nice for some people and i guess can also help with the, making a connection you know yeah okay. it's, it's whatever you're <clears throat> whatever you're developing i mean you you can go from one extreme to not doing anything to being like bruce springsteen who talks for about three hours before he starts yeah. one song you know yeah i don't want to be doing that you don't want to bore yeah but be, be careful you'll end up as a uh, netflix documentary with loads of internet people trying to work out what he really means <laughs> <laughs> hey you know that could be as long as there's money in it for me I don't know. <laughs> right, oh, okay. we'll go on mute when you're playing cool um but yeah, looking forward to this, mate. No pressure, but really <laughs> no pressure. looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so this song is called or- Already Lost. Um, it's not been released yet or recorded. I'm trying to decide what to do with it. Um, but it's kind of like I sometimes figure out what I'm trying to say after I write the song. So I've worked out it's kind of like it's a, a struggle between like me and like my inner monologue. Do you know, like you've got that voice in your head talking to you. <clears throat> sometimes it gives you good advice and then other times it just m- messes with your head. So um, it's kind of like basically that, um, kind of like a conversation between those two parts, and the confusion that, that can that can bring basically. If you keep it in your mind, you know it will fester. It just takes a quiet night for you to remember. The last time you felt this way and it felt like forever If you count up all the times, it's hard not to wonder Is it you who messed it up with a number of blunders? You know it's really hard to take when you're trapped in a notion into your lies Cause I'm already lost here I've barely started to unwind And I'm already lost You never listen to yourself speak You don't like the truth Just try starting from this week And you'll never lose Trust me and you'll be fine Together we can draw a line Let's keep this going Stop me Run into your lies Cause I'm already lost here I barely even started to unwind And I'm already lost, yeah you're misplaced, you know where to be found You're a castaway in a shed space Oh, that's so profound You're wasted me from running 
on into your lies Stop me Run into your lies Cause I'm already lost here I've barely Even started to unwind And I'm already lost Cheers Excellent Right mate, you're sounding fantastic there Thank you. Appreciate it. So when when did you write that one? Um, you know, it's really hard to pinpoint when I when I wrote a song. Uh, most of them anyway, because I'll like, I write like one word or one line and then I won't revisit it for like a year maybe or six months. So right. I'd say I've had it finished for a couple of years maybe. Right. Because um, I was performing that. That's one of the ones we did perform, but I've just not recorded it yet. All right. So it's right. Okay. So, so you, you played it. You've played it live. Yeah, I've played it alive a lot, to be fair. Just haven't got around to recording it. Um, I'm still not sure how I want it to sound. It's a bit of a ghost song. In what way? In terms of, like, the production. And whether I want, like, a sort of really live band feel or something a bit more um, sort of, like, poppy. Yeah. A bit more processed. Um, Yeah, I'm just trying to decide, decide that. I, I, I think that yeah, that's difficult, isn't it? Because it sounds as a strip back acoustic. Yeah, it, it does work really well. As yeah, a strip it works acoustic. really well, mate. Because mm. really the original, well. the original way I progressed from an acoustic artist to having Jack Hyphen with a band was I realised I had all these songs and I was trying to make them work acoustically, and I realised there was something missing. And I was like, it's because I write songs for a band. That's what I'm yeah. used to doing. So as soon as I progress them, they all like came to life. Um, but there were a couple, I think. Um, and also I guess I'd honed the techniques of making a song sound good with just a, just a guitar and a voice that a few of them have worked as just that. That's why I've got like a couple of acoustic singles out as well right? as the band stuff. Um, so I guess that was a good progression. I think with my like writing and stuff is that I realized that I was like, right, I'm not being in a band. So I need to try and be good on my own. <laughs> So I've got to figure out a way to do that. So amongst that, I've, I had a different style of writing. But um, I do prefer the band stuff. But yeah, I do, I do agree with that song. There is something about it. It does feel quite quite natural. As It's also I, quite lo- it's lonely, isn't it? You know, being up there on your, on your own. It is, yeah. Being used to a band, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but um, when I think back, <clears throat> I used to go to a gig a week at one point and all different music. You know, I just love being at gigs. But um, I was into sort of the metal type stuff like Incubus and Sonner and things like yeah. that. And the ones that always stayed with me was where the band wasn't there and it mm. was exactly what you just did because yeah. it, it's so much powerful because there's nothing else there, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. It is, it's like way more intimate, isn't it? <clears throat> so I think those songs, are, I think, connect with people more maybe. But then in terms of a performer, like playing with a band is incomparable to anything I've ever done in my life it's the funniest thing to do oh mate like, travelling around with a band having adventures do you know what I mean That's I just, haven't really uh, even done that this is the thing I haven't really ever got around to doing a proper tour I am um, which I obviously really want to do I just mean the performing aspect is like it's a, it's like when you're in like a football team and, you, and you're all like just as that togetherness yeah Um, but it's like that feeling like you've scored a goal but like the entire gig is like that you know? Well, and listen, there's nothing worse than doing something that, that's really meant something to you or something really special and turning around to go, oh, not great, and there's nobody else there. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You know? <laughs> and I'm, I'm not trying to make it sound like a really lonely life, but, yeah, I mean, having a band's just fucking... I mean, it's everyone. I think it's... Every, it is. I mean, people say, oh, everyone wants to be a footballer. Everyone wants... I, I think the ultimate is that people want to be in a band... You know, playing at the, you know, the, 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 on the big stage and mm. having all that. Maybe it's just me having yeah, all yeah, that but... adoration, you know, and, and holding those, whether you've got, it's 10 people in an audience or whether it's 10,000 people in an audience having mm. them in the, the palm yeah. of your hands, you know, maybe there's not many, there's not many creative, creative things that can do that. Mm. I'd say I probably want to be a footballer more than anything. Did you follow? When I was, I'm a Birmingham fan, so you know. Oh, fair enough. That's neutral. Where, where you where you're born, you know. I mean, I wish I wasn't at the moment. We're, we're <laughs> I, I don't know. How are they doing Birmingham? 
in the bottom three of the championship, it's not it's not looking good. <sighs> well, he's a he's a city fan, but he's just a, one of those glory glory seekers. No, I'm not. <laughs> he's only all. followed them for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying that moment in the sun while it still lasts because I know it won't last forever. Yeah, you deserve it. What about you, Paul? I'm a, I'm a United. Well, I, you listen, a I, I follow United. I'd, I'd say I'm a United fan, yeah, but I'm yeah. not a, you know, uh, I'm not a raving. I certainly not. I'm, to be honest, mate, I'd, my my two, my eldest lad and my youngest lad are mad, mad Reds. My middle mm. lad's not interested, uh, and I haven't really. Certainly, locked down. It's not. I can't get into it. Doesn't what seem real, does the- it? It does watching City because they had no one in the audience any, in the in the uh, <laughs> seats anyway. In fact, there's more people there now with all the secu- with all the safety yeah, yeah, people yeah. in the crowd. They were just, lost, was just lost all the City fans again. Hey, and they call us bitter. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm not bitter. I'm not, the one thing I'm not is bitter. <laughs> were you a bigger fan in like the the Fergie era? Yeah, ironically, yeah. Enough, that's when I started following them. But and that was started just, as well. Yeah, that was just coincidental. Yeah. Just yeah. coincident. I mean, I look at my youngest and I just think, and he's a mad red. And it's like, oh, mate, you'll be married with kids before, <laughs> before, before anywhere near that. If, if yeah. Mm. In terms of the, um, the songwriting aspect of it, is that something that that you've always done or, or have you kind of, it's fallen to you when you've been in the band? It's like, oh, Jack will write the songs. That's yeah, so... Like I say, with like the whole want to be a footballer thing, that wasn't like because I had enough potential. It's just that's what I guess I dreamed of as a kid. And I, I still love playing football, but playing guitar and singing was just something I did in my room on my own. Yeah. Um, and I started writing from like the age of 16, 15, 16. Um, a couple of songs pretty bad. I could probably find you one of the, the first songs that my band recorded when I was like, maybe I was like 17 or something. But the song was written when I was like 15, 16. I could probably, I'll send you afterwards. It's on SoundCloud. Is it all um, teenage angst? And you know what? Yeah, the thing is, it's like I was writing about things that I didn't actually, hadn't actually experienced. I think I'd, I was writing about like a broken down romantic relationship and I'd, n- I'd never really had one in my life. And like, yeah. it was like really deep and meaningful, but also meaningless because I didn't actually resonate with it. Yeah. But um, I, but I think I was actually quite proud of it. Like it's actually still sounds okay. I mean, you can be the judge of that. Let me know if it's bad after this. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I kind of was just writing in my room, didn't really know why. I just kind of enjoyed it. And then when I had, I had an opportunity to be in a band with like my stepbrother and then my best mate was the drummer and then his brother was a guitarist and then the guitarist and bassist were best friends. It was like, we we're very close, close knit. Um, I just had songs ready kind of to explore. And then it went from there and I was just a songwriter for that band. Um, and yeah, I just always used to, Ever since I had a little notepad when I was like 15 and writing lyrics, I don't think any of them have seen the light of day since. But um, <laughs> I've just kind of, whenever I have a thought, I just put it in my phone. And I think I've just done that since like, yeah, like 17, 18. That's, that's, cool. kind of- that's a great way of, and that's something I've never been really good at. Uh, and I know a lot of writers, a lot of spoken word artists, a lot of poets um, find that really, really useful because it's not in there anymore. Mm. Yeah. they can get those kind of feelings out and then start working with them. So I think it's really good. That I think that's great for your mental health as much as anything else, yeah. being able to to get that stuff out of your head. 100%. It's, I'd say, yeah, it's it's just, it is my way of um, expressing myself, but also it's like a self-therapy sort of thing. Yeah. I could say there's only really two situations where I've actively said, I need to write a song about this. That's only happened a couple of times. All the other stuff has just been kind of like subconscious and I've felt an urge to write. Um, Can you say what what those occasions were? The one, so one of them was, I think it might only be one where I've actually sat down and gone, this is going to be about this. This is the thing, most of my songs aren't about them. So this is what's different about this is that, so I met some girl at a festival, but like it was always really late late on in the night, but it was like a few days in a row. And I was obviously drinking too much. And just for a few days after that, when she like rejected me at like the end of the festival, I just had like the booze blues, as I call them. Booze and yeah. and I had that as well, like the rejection sort of feeling that it just it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Where it probably wouldn't if it just happened in normal life, but you know what festivals are like; they can be quite intense in terms of you having like a great time. And it's just everything's yeah. so heightened, and it really just did affect me for a few days. And I was like, I just got to write something like this, and then yeah, I did. Is it one of those? I don't know if you've ever seen that Adam Sandler film, the, the Wedding Singer. 
Oh, I know of it. It's been a while since I've seen that. Well, when he gets up on stage and obviously all these personal experiences like that, he, he says, you know, and I've wrote a song about it. And he, and he sings it and it's, it's basically him, all the anger and everything coming yeah. out of him. And, yeah. uh, you know, he wrote, he wrote half of it when he was in love and the other half when they'd split up. Then he yeah. got it best that he says. <laughs> what, did he do that in like one song or did it like a series of songs? No, I did it in one, one song, one song oh, okay. in the thing. It goes so like a shift you, you of emotion. To, you need to watch it, The Wedding Singer. Yeah, I will do. Um, can can yeah. you remember your your first gig in a pub? Yes, I can. Um, yeah, so it was in, in Hereford in this little town called Kington. Um, it's yeah. very small. It's one of, it's really boring fact, but it's one of Britain's smallest towns. Right. Like officially, that's like a whole thing. Um, people call it a village and the locals get very angry. It's a nice town. <laughs> um, just in, yeah, a place called the Oxford and... Yeah, I think I was about 17, 17, 18, 17. I would have been between 16 and 17, that sort of age, because it was like six months before I moved to Manchester. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just played. It was when, it's really sad really, because you go back there now and just see, to want to see friends, there's not, nothing really going on. And we played a, we'd go back and just do a, the odd pub gig there and it'd just be less and less people. But we played back in a time where people loved it and the place was just rammed. We'd be getting paid peanuts and the, the, the pub would be making loads of money. But we were just a bunch of teenagers, so we weren't, we weren't going to go, I've done the maths and we deserve a, more of a cut. We just got paid what we were paid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing. Like all my, all my friends from school were there and then like all the locals were there and it was just, yeah, I guess where I realised that I really wanted to do it, to like perform. They're a, ma- they're a massive... Listen, I'm a, I'm a lover of pubs and always have been, but I mean, the social aspect, and this isn't a big promo for pubs, I just think that the, you know, they can be pretty undervalued in terms of what they offer other than, a, you know, going in there and having a pint. The cultural yeah, side of it, the yeah. fact that pubs are a cultural hub, you know, mm. what, what conversations have been added and what uh, songs have been written, what books have been thought up, you know, it's that... I mean, we we set the chariot up inside a pub. pub. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like one, like you say, it's a community, and also it's a place you go to, like, yeah, have these conversations. You could could be anything, but it's like oh, let's, let's go go down to the pub and like, yeah, yeah. say, if you are going for like a certain reason and to chat about something or whatever, if for someone performing as well, it's just um, I don't know that can make it even more memorable in that moment. Well, me yeah. and you were down at uh, was it night and day? We went was it last December? When we yeah. went to see our kid down at yeah, our kids, yeah, and I mean it's again me and Paul are both fifty now, but we can walk in night and day. You can sit in there, you can enjoy the music. There was no age range. There's no right. sort of you know that nobody's allowed. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's a fantastic place. I think Manchester's got a lot of venues like that where you yeah you're welcome no matter which one you go in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, like in terms of playing covers as as like a solo acoustic, <laughs> I did like a few, like the odd gig, but as I was saying, when I spoke to you before, Paul, that I had this regular one for the first time ever, really, mm. like a, a weekly in, in Altrincham. And like, to my surprise, after like a few weeks, um, the landlord was telling me, oh yeah, people are booking in to come and see you. And I was like, what? Yeah. It's like, I'd only play a few weeks and they'd, they'd enjoyed me playing and they, they came because they knew I was playing at like 4pm. And to me, I was like, that's, that's just like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for that reason, people will, go back because they're getting something out of that aren't they they're not just going to you know like you say it's not just for having a pint it's you're having a good time you can meet new people you can just yeah it's like I say a form of therapy isn't it being able to do these things Waltringham is really good for that and uh, I mean it, it it was quite a lost ghost town for a while not long since hmm. but they've they seem to get ahead of the curve with this with it making it a cultural centre yeah. rather than a shopping centre now we all know you know, once we're through all this, that a lot of the retail and a lot of the that kind of stuff will be gone anyway. You know, mm. and I mean, we we talk to a lot of people, councils and GMCA culture, and that they're looking at what the purpose of these town centres are going to be in the future, and it is cultural. You know, that's how you're going to get people to visit them. Yeah, is having something to more than like say just a shopping centre to, to try and attract people and also keep people happy, you know? Yeah. Like you shouldn't I, have to go miles and miles and it, to go in. And it's a relative, relatively cheap way of doing it as well, which mm. is the other thing that appeals to them. Yeah. Can, we, can, we, can we listen to another? 
Yeah, sure. Let me let's have a look at what I wrote down for the list. Oh, cool. I'm gonna do. Cool. There's a there's a cool story behind this song, in terms of the recording. So, one of my friends, um, one of the ones I lived in in lockdown, uh, someone he knew was working as like a, an intern. Well, at like the school of Abbey Road. Um, so they had like some studio time they could they could give away. All oh, right. Um, so yeah, I, this the song I'm going to play. I recorded at Abbey Road. It's the one on Spotify called "I Want to Know for Once." You recorded it at Abbey Road. Yeah, I recorded it at Abbey oh, Road. Wow. I can I honestly can't believe it. Um, that it happened. officially recorded uh, it or unofficially recorded it, as in um, did they know the you difference? were recording it? Yeah, yeah. the back door all... open. <laughs> no, no, it was all booked in. So, uh, um, the person that was my my friend's friend. Um, was just studying there, and they're allowed to have. They've got X amount of studio hours that they can they can give wow. away. Where obviously you'd normally have to pay, but we had like a deal where like she had like some of the the song royalties, which I was more than happy to give away. I was like, that's I just. I mean, that's tell your kids stuff. Yeah, it's it's really? amazing, really. Um, obviously after the first like half an hour, you you're just recording a song. Yeah. Um, and obviously we weren't in the Beatles room, so. <laughs> You can't um, have everything, that would, Jack. That, You've got to build up to that, I know, mate. No, I know. I know that. I didn't mean like that. What I meant was, um, I think I'd have been overwhelmed if I was in there the whole time and realising uh, the weight of what I was doing. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like another record uh, um, session, really. Um, but it was fantastic to to go there and, yeah, feel really professional for, for, for once, you know? <laughs> not that I'm not, but um, it kind of, it's a place I never thought I'd get to record, so I'm really grateful oh, that... Um, that's amazing. They got, they got me that um yeah so it's called i want to know for once it's usually pretty heavy it's like a alternative rock sort of song right. so i did like i remade like an acoustic version which i also which i recorded myself and that's also on spotify um yep. so it's kind of like a, a mixture of both that i'll perform now i guess all right mate we'll we'll, we'll go on mute again cool you just see our bouncing faces <laughs> cheers jack cheers yeah i guess just a quick story about the actual song is called I want to know for once and it's just when someone's about a song about someone when they're like acting a bit shifty and they're really confusing you and you're just like can you just be truthful with me for once <laughs> it's not about you Damien as far as I know <laughs> I can't seem to believe you and I can't see if it's true but I keep this going Cause there's no way in knowing You never say too much You never give enough We can't see you trying I wanna know for once Will you look into my eyes I want to know for once That you won't be taking sides I want to know for once Will you look into my eyes I want to know for once You can tell us the answers and you will never enhance us You're just a replica And there's no way of stopping you Your story's in line But where does it end? At least you're not faceless I wanna know for once Will you look into my eyes? I want to know for once That you won't be taking sides I want to know for once Will you look into my eyes? I want to know for once Please tell me Such a mystery I wonder every night 
how can we lead an honest life? Such a mystery. I wonder every night, how can we lead an honest life? I wanna know for once. I wanna know for once. I wanna know for once. I wanna know. I wanna know for once. Will you look into my eyes? I wanna know for once that you won't be taking sides. I wanna know for once. Will you look into my eyes? I wanna know for once. Thank you. Great that, mate. Yeah, your voice sounds you uh, amazing on that. So, and, yeah. and I can imagine that. Cheers, you know, um... stripped back. It's it's great, but I can imagine that on the stage with the yeah, with some real serious backing behind yeah, it's, that. It's really got like um, a really like powerful um, sort of bass line that kind of runs through yeah. the song. That kind of what drives it. That's yeah, amazing. So it's cool to do a different version. I was just sat here then, Paul, thinking uh, this is probably one of the best projects I've ever thought up ever because, <laughs> I mean, I didn't think of it like this when we did it. It was about giving uh, people the opportunity to showcase themselves because it just isn't there at the moment. You know, the, the pub yeah. scene, the club scene and all that doesn't exist. So we were, we know a lot of creative people and we were giving them a chance to carry on, create, you know, developing their craft really and get, get it out there, provide that foundation. But today, me and him have had two hours of personal, like, um, just sat here buzzing, listening to you, yeah. listening to Sam earlier, mate. Oh, absolutely okay. stunning. Thank you. Oh, no worries. I'd say, well, while we're on a roll, can you do another one for us? Yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, so, okay, so the next one, or the, ne- the next two I'm going to do, whenever I do the, the one after this, um, from an EP that I the first like self-produced EP I've ever done. I like, right. I did pretty much everything apart from the mastering. Um, so when I was living with the friends over the first lockdown, we did trip away to Croatia as soon as we could. <clears throat> we were like, we need to get out of here. Yeah. Like we were lucky enough to have some a great summer. I thought in Manchester, but we're getting a bit sick of our surroundings and we could, so we're like, we're just going to go to Croatia. So we were there for a month. Um, I did a bit of busking in Split, which was amazing. Um, yeah. Better than Market had... Street. <laughs> you know what? I've never, I've never really cracked Market Street. I've played. Don't. I've, I've busked at like Corn Exchange. I find quite good. Yeah. Um, by the tram because it's a bit more open and let like less like stress. If people want to watch you, they'll just go and sit down. Whereas Market Street, there's just people constantly. If they don't want to hear you, they'll. they'll no, you know. <laughs> it's honestly, it's it's like the the cantina in Star Wars. <laughs> no, it's, if that was a high street, it would be Market yeah. Street in Manchester. Yeah, it's manic. Um, yeah. But yeah, when I came back, obviously I had to self-isolate. Um, and the thought of being being in my room with nothing actually to do or nothing like properly planned out, I thought it'd just drive me crazy. So I was like, I'm going to make an EP. I've worked on a couple of songs whilst I'm a, I was away just with my acoustic and then I had a, like the start of one song and before I went away. I was like, right, these two weeks, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to write four songs yeah. and I'm going to record them. And then like, once I'm out of uh, self-isolation, I'll finish off them, the mixing and whatnot. Um, but I also did a vlog of it. So there's like some YouTube videos of of me like waking up and every day. It's kind of like vlogged my isolation. Where um, do we where do we find those then? It's, we, it's on, on my YouTube channel, channel yeah. Yeah, on my YouTube channel. So right. it's just Jack Hyphen and that's across all platforms. Um, Jack Hyphen Hyphen. No, just Jack Hyphen. <laughs> Jack Hyphen, the word, H-R-I-P-H-E-N. Right. Um, yeah, they're a bit manic and they're a bit um, unplanned, which I guess is just what 
they they were they were bound to be. That's pretty much yeah. our, our mission statement. Great, <laughs> manic, yeah, we're manic and unplanned. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds like the name of my next EP. I reckon. Yeah, he's manic. I'm unplanned. Is <laughs> so glad that I invested in a new pair of headphones. Oh yeah, it's an immersive experience. It, it was. Oh mate, I bought them just for this. Oh wicked! <laughs> you look at yes. his eyes. Just move, move your, put your eyes to the screen. We need to see this. They, they, they're very, very misty. Damien's like, I'm more misty than normal. It's not, it's not cataracts. Yeah, and I'm not drinking. <laughs> that was. Uh, you've got. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you do sound like anyone. Which and, and I mean that's, that in a, in, a, cool. in a positive way. I like. I think you've got a really, yeah. um, it's a really smooth, but not in a you know not in a wanky way. A really no, no thank you. No, I do get that a lot. Like smooth and yeah, really and smooth like sound. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I've been thinking exactly um, the same. There's little influences of different songs that I know, but I don't want to yeah pigeonhole you if you know what I mean. I don't want to do that. I mean, I'm happy to like listen to what you thought like dropped in there because it's interesting. <laughs> It's good to know for me because, like, I always sometimes struggle to explain. Like, but, but I can, I, I can like imagine like that. that and, and I said this to Sam before. You know, when you you need to be singing that in front of a, you know, in in front of an audience, and I can imagine certainly the way that uh, you know on a summer's evening in Altrincham when they've all stopped fighting yeah. and everyone's <laughs> calmed down, just listening. And it'd be one, and I'd be honest, it'd be one of those. And I do this all the time, you know, when I'm watching theatre or you're at live events, especially if you've had some, you've organised it when you've got people on performing, and you get people in the crowd talking and talking to each other, and you feel like saying, "Don't be so rude," you know, listen <laughs> to the one who's up there. But I think yeah. sometimes, depending on the act, you wouldn't need to say that because they'd be listening mm. anyway. And I, and, and I'm not just saying this mate and I, again you said to Sam before you know we don't we're too old to be blowing smoke up people's asses yeah yeah, yeah. we really are I think that uh, yeah, yeah I can just imagine it, re- it reminds me of all the like I said the different bands that I've seen over time when they when they slow things down they're really like Chili Peppers and stuff like that that I've been yeah. to see when they bring it down yeah. for like one song and it's like again mm. Chili Peppers Placebo um incubus things like yeah. that but not when they're going full pelt mm. <laughs> it's that one bit in the show where they just bring it down and everyone's yeah. like just dead chilled you know what i mean yeah. but i think it's easy it. to fill a room it's easy to fill a room when you've got a band and you, you can fill it with noise you know yeah. but presence it's presence room on your own acoustically that's uh but there's a hint of reggae in there as well mate I don't know if that's done yeah, on purpose. The rhythms, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this, lads. Um, Good. No, this isn't. This isn't work or anything. This is. I was going to say it's like I've playing on the internet and live streaming and stuff is something you've had to get used to as a performer recently. And yeah. this is probably the like the most calming atmosphere I've been able to do it. So I'm in, I'm enjoying this. Calm, I'd say what, mate. We don't very often get that said. <laughs> yeah, well, whenever whenever we're in with some people, they don't say this is a really calm, especially Burnham. <laughs> Maybe I've just set the uh, set the tone with the songs. That's Maybe not just, true. Sam said earlier that. that she really enjoyed it, and it's helped her get back into sort of playing again and thinking mm. about writing. You know, so that's You're that's a, people. It's just it's, nice to speak. No, to it's people. an honor. It's an honor, mate. Not humbling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah, honestly, it's the, yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying playing. So there's you're not keeping me from anything. Um. Yeah, so what's your let's let's have, let's have one more. Just being cool, purely so, selfish. Yeah, as I was saying before, um, my internet decided to not work. I've listened to loads of different music. So yeah, um, over the past few years, there's a particular reggae ska band from Leicester called By the Rivers. They're not together anymore. And then someone um, from there to listen to a few sort of like ska reggae poppy bands sort of thing with that sort of rhythm. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that as well, someone. Show me Erica Badu, which um, is that Erica? Erica, Erica, Erica Badu. She's like a neo soul R and B artist from the nineties. All oh, right, and I'd never heard of her. Someone just showed. I was at a festival, and someone just yeah, listen to this, and I was just there was something about her lyricism and like. Well, they reckon the neo neo soul is going to be the next big thing that comes from Manchester. 
Um, oh, really? Just Google that. There's a big scene. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I'm in it the says here, um, in my in from my memory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with the kids, me, mate. <laughs> down with the kids. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, there's a big neo cool, soul movement, and it also links into the the modern collaborative sort of hip hop that's going on with uh, Seven mm. Spheres and various other groups. Um, but neo soul's quite big in Manchester. Yeah. So if you if you drift in there a little bit, mate, oh, just wicked, right? tag it anyway. You might as well jump on that uh, on the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll keep an eye on that. Definitely am. Uh, but yeah, for that reason, because I'm listening to those different stuff, I thought with the CP that I'm recording in self isolation, I don't have to worry what it's going to be like to perform. I'm just thinking about the songs. I'm not like contextualizing. Oh, we'll play this like this. Yeah. So it kind of opened up. Um, an opportunity for me to just do different sort of songs. That's um, a really, really good saying, point. That kind of stable. Brilliant. So yeah, this particular song, um, I actually found. I was just doing some searching for like Jack Hyphen just to see if anyone had the name. I was really interested, and I found this rapper called Hyphen. And I thought, wouldn't that be cool if I had a song, Jack Hyphen featuring Hyphen? So I followed him. We started chatting, and I said, I've never really had a rap feature before. Well, I never have or considered it. But if something were to come up, would you be down? He said, Yeah. So then, like a year later. I was playing around with this little riff and I'll quickly play it for you now. It's like... Yeah, it, ha- it goes on like that, but it's like a sort of like chill hip-hop sort of feel. And I was like, this could actually be something. But I was like, of course not. It sounds like a joke. People laughed at me. Put it to one side. And then when I came back from creation doing the self-isolation, I was like, that's just... Um, and I had one line written and it was, here comes a second wave. Are you going to ride it? And it was because at the time everyone was talking about a second wave, a second wave. Yeah. And I was sick of hearing the term. And I was like, let's spin it on its head. And I was like, let's say a wave is like an opportunity. And this current really weird scenario we're, we're all in, we can probably try and make something good out of it. Because even though it is like objectively awful, um, you might never get this sort of time again. So you know, I use that it. That to- is spot on, mate. And we're going to steal that. Yeah, you can have it. Um, yeah, you can that is, honestly take it. Yeah. Um, and I thought... Yeah, we're taking it. Yeah, um, I just thought uh, that, yes, a, a wave would be like an opportunity. So it's like, oh, here comes a second wave, are you going to ride it? And I was like, that's pretty cool. And then that was it. And then when I came back from for the self there from Croatia, I re- revisited it and realised this is a rap song. So I, I hit up my friend Hyphen and he put a rap on it, which I'm going to try and do. So please don't <laughs> judge me. I'm not a rapper. But I've got it to a point where it's doable. Um, right. But yeah, I'm going to try and do it because a lot of what he says is kind of the bulk of the song lyrically. Yeah. And he did a really good job in terms of getting across what I was trying to do with the song in terms of like a meaning. Um, yeah. So this is called Second Wave. Brilliant. Second wave, are you gonna ride it? Strap in, enjoy the trip. We find this again. Here comes the second wave, are you gonna ride it? Strap in, enjoy the trip. We find this again. See the situation, it's not isolated. Yes, it's red, but don't fret You can figure this out Yeah, I'm really trying to see Through your eyes But I'm not sure they're open Here comes a second wave Are you gonna ride it? Strap in, enjoy the trip Will you find this again? Here comes a second wave Are you gonna ride it? Strap in, enjoy the trip, we find this again. I hope the lesson stays from the second wave. You can pretend it helps a complainer accept the change. News reads like a eulogy, but there's a whole lot of life left for you and me. We keep it moving one step at a time. History doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. There's never divine intervention. We survive with the blessing from the fruit of our labor. We can make it and change, but 
Take time to consider what we have got Cause they only want us to think about what we've lost They wear fur coats and force a furlough The future seems bleak only if we believe But if we fight for what we need one day we'll finally breathe The cleanest air and it'll taste twice as sweet You can find your crown, no time for us to drown In the second wave man I hope the lesson stays Here comes the second wave Are you gonna ride it? Strapping Enjoy the trip, we find this again Here comes a second wave Are you gonna ride it? Strap in, enjoy the trip, we find this again Thank you. That was ace. I was stunning, that mate. Loved that. I've got a. Uh, I was looking around. My Kangol's hat is in the other room. I'd have had that on with that because I love. <laughs> but, that was. Uh... That worked really well in there. It did. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It was a bit of an impromptu loop at the end. I um, I've only had this pedal for like two weeks, and I was like, you know what? Let's just try it. <laughs> uh, no, mate. Sounds great. But again, it, you know, as much as uh, we're enjoying it, oh, mate, it needs to be live, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. And it will be. It will be very, very soon. Oh, and... We'll get there. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Can... Listen. Have a good night, mate. Yeah, be... no, that's awesome. And you take care. Nice one, and you guys. All right, Love cheers, you. Speak pal. To you and I'll speak to you. See you, see you. Buddy. Bye, mate. See you, brother. Ta-da. Yeah. Thanks for listening to that great Mank pod. Please do us a massive favour and subscribe to this podcast. And if you can, leave us a review on iTunes. Both are a massive help, enabling us to promote the people and the great causes we champion to a much bigger audience. If you want to get in touch, give us a follow on Twitter at Great Mank Pod and drop us a DM. Cheers. Stone Cold.